Lifers, and I'm here today with uh, Brad Mildenberger, and uh, this is our podcast sponsored by Cyphers Family Real Estate since 1966 in ex-Realty Bitterroot Valley. Brad, thanks for being here. No, it's great. But, I appreciate uh, it. What I want to do is I want to, you kind of, you and I talked a little earlier about kind of the content of what we could talk about, because you were talking about your dad, my dad, and, and you and I, and we go way, way back. Oh, boy. You know, we... We've had the opportunity, Greg, in Valley County to see the valley really start to prosper. And uh, just in the last, what, 10 years, we've seen it go from 40,000 people to 50,000 people in the valley. But I get a big kick, I think, back at your father back, uh, oh, hell, it was 1965, 1966. I used to be sweeping our old Quonset hut at the old CNM Motor Company. Right. And... Uh, I go out there one day, and your dad comes rolling in with that big roar of laughter as he buys himself a brand-new Eldorado. <laughs> so he no more gets home the next, that, that night, and he piles it up. And, he, of course, he's our, he was our insurance agent, but he piled it up without insurance. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and uh, never forget him coming back in and pick out another Cadillac Eldorado <laughs> the next day. <laughs> and he just said, don't tell the wife. <laughs> just keep that quiet. There's a number of good stories, but I really I want to focus on. Tell me a little of the history about the Mildenbergers in the valley. Yeah, you, you know it's uh, my a lot of things I didn't know till about ten years ago. Uh, my dad uh, had a sister and a brother, and my dad came here. I'll be close on this when he was around, I suppose, four years old. Okay, and they came. They, their family went uh, broke in the Depression, and uh, they were from uh, North Dakota. Okay. And uh, when they got here to pick raspberries. So uh, some of the beets factories and raspberries they had is actually in the old exit building that's the oh, yeah. workout facility over by the ballpark. Right. Matter of fact, I found my father's name in there uh, back when they had tore it down and Todd Lindsay had... Uh, bought it and read it the way it is today. But my dad figured out uh, long ago that it wasn't going to work very well picking apples and raspberries. So at a young age, he was really a goer. Uh, Right. His mother worked in chicken coops. You know, I think 25 cents an hour was a pretty good wage back then. And my grandfather was um, Phil. He was $7 a day putting the railroad ties here on, uh, through on the railroad. So uh, my dad had uh, a lot of uh, different things going on. He had he figured out with Lee Enterprises the fact that he could go in and uh, people wouldn't pay for their newspapers. So he ultimately uh, basically created the Black Eye Club. You worked for him or you got a black eye. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he took over all the newspapers and went to Lee Enterprises. Everything you that people owe you, if I can get 70%, I'll collect the money. Yeah. So uh, he was a, a goer in that. In 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, he was in his own Model T and going to the reservations where cotton candy machines where the Indians had money. You know, and uh, he could uh, have come home with a lot of change in the back of the Model T, and along the way they'd have smokers fights. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, he would jump right in the middle of that. Uh, 
Yeah, he was quite a boxer. Yeah, he, he, he was a phenomenal boxer. You know, great, great story uh, uh, along the way as he couldn't wait to get uh, to the armed forces. Right. He couldn't wait to get there to fight the Korean War. He thought this was going to be really wonderful. Found out differently at a, at a later date. But my mother, the, uh, they were together since third grade. Yeah. And they're married, I think, 73 years. Yeah, wow. Or more. Um, you know, dad passed away last uh, August 4th. Right. Of a year and a half ago or so. Well, about just a little over a year. Yeah. So we, uh, he was able to, through, he got uh, stationed at ADAC, Alaska, and ultimately through a squabble he had with one of the MPs, um, led him to a, a fighting match that he, in Anchorage uh, Army Navy, and uh, head of the Army Navy for the uh, All Navy team came to him and asked, "Would you like to come to San Diego and and uh, fight for the All Navy team?" And he did, and he became All Navy champ, Golden Glove. Uh, he was uh, alternate to the Olympics. He broke his hand going into the Olympics in Helsinki in 1952. Wow! Oh. So uh, yeah, quite a career. Came back to the. Uh, you know, the car business he got into, very interesting story. Don't but before, I mean, before, when he was, how old was he, Brad? He bought his folks a house. Yeah, he was uh, probably 11 or 12. He put <laughs> together, at that time, he bought a pretty decent home for $1,100, which in today's money would be like a million one. <laughs> <laughs> and he was able to, and, and matter of fact, from where we're sitting right now, that house isn't far. It's where the cleaners Oh, yeah. right next door in the corner here in Hamilton. Right. And that was my uh, grandma and grandpa's home. I can remember going there and in the backyards was the cherries from the Parker family. Uh, Johnny Parker and now Tommy runs the cherries from the orchard. Yeah. And uh, so that building, I have a lot of history in, uh, playing around in this building right right, right next to us. Right next to it. Yeah, the cannery, yeah. huh? Wow. So I've had the opportunity through my father... Our family had uh, probably 65 ranches throughout Montana, Idaho, yeah. um, Minnesota, different ranches. He loved land, and he was a trader. He loved cattle. His dream was to have his own cattle ranch, and and uh, we're very fortunate to end up with the Bitterett Stock Farm uh, with the relationship with the Bessonet family, a wonderful, wonderful family uh, to work with um, Francis Bessonet is as fine a gentleman as you'd ever meet, and we had a opportunity that we were able to buy it, and very fortunate, and we've held it together to this day. We've actually added to it. Uh, the only thing we have pulled out was 2,600 acres that did the Stock Farm Golf um, Club that is, uh, you know, kind of a renowned national Yeah, yeah right. No <laughs> question about it. It's one of the best uh, private courses in the country. Yeah, well... And there's so much, you know, you just, you've just hit on so many things there, you know. Um, and we're talking about he, he comes back from being in the Navy, gets involved in the auto uh, business. Uh, it was C&M at the time, was it? Yeah, he started to work for Charlie Stevens, which okay. was the Buick dealer. Charlie's a great guy, and he went out on his own. And, and how he put together uh, the... The car dealership, quite an interesting story of itself. Uh, 
not to get into it, but it got a little bit rough. He got an education in business. You know, he thought he bought the whole business, and the guy goes, well, you haven't paid for the franchise yet. And it went from one thing to the other. Finally, he got it done. He hung him out the where Ford's store is. <laughs> he, he hung the guy by his heels outside the window and said, you're going to sign the paper. You're going to have a serious problem. <laughs> well, there's some other He was a stories. tough guy. Yeah. He was a knockout artist. You know, he was... Um, I've seen many a squabble. He was never one really to pick a fight. It took a lot to push him. He was a very, even though he was kind of loud and erupt, but he was, he was very patient. Had a, he didn't have a temper. He was very, a great father. Uh, you know, yeah, we got some good uh, whippings, as I'm sure you did along the way. But Actually, uh, I was pretty lucky. Uh, I think my, man, my mom hit me one time, but it was with the Buick. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Well, but Brad, you've you've been a heck of a little entrepreneur yourself, and you know I want to come back to the business. Um, actually, before we we move on to that, because for those who don't know, that's the the, the Daily Family. The Daily Family, Margaret. Uh, a lot of people say, well, why do you stay in the car business and so on with everything you got going on around the country? And and uh, quite frankly. You know, the car business has led us to so many great people, great employees. I hand everything to the people and the employees and the fun that we've had. It's a lot of work of all the businesses that we do around the country. The car business is still the most difficult. And you sure? Yeah, yeah. It's very integral. And um, you know, we, we have 7,500 customers uh, in our in our base that we work with around the country. and uh, But it... We had a relationship with Margaret, which was the granddaughter of Marcus Daly. Right. And when she passed, it went to Francis Bessonet, mm -hmm. um, which was a nephew. And and um, today it's run by the daughters and and uh, son-in-laws and that, I believe. Um, I, I work with them on different things uh, that we're working on right now that will have a significant effect on Hamilton and the surrounding area. But they're they're wonderful people. Yeah. Well, you know, when we talk about real estate, and, and that's going to be one of the we we are hosting a um, Emmy nominated uh, lifestyle, culture, and real estate show called the American Dream, and we're going to be doing a, an episode on the on the Daily Mansion. But when you think about the amount of real estate that Daily owned, and and of course your family mm -hmm. has owned a ton of real estate in the Valley, and we're really obviously real estate focused. You guys have done really, I think, the stock farm, you know, notwithstanding. Arrow Hill, for example. Arrow um, Hill Ranch. Yeah, really great quality developments. Yeah. Arrow Hill and Arrow Hill Ranch. Uh, uh, good CCNRs. Right. Uh, I think it's the best uh, piece of property for subdivision in Valley County. I really do. The prices reflect that. Right. Uh, but you're right. Um Selling the land for profit is, is is fine, but it's not really what I've been fortunate enough, but it's not what we're all about. We're, we're working right now on a 100-year plan for everything from right here close to town to the Sapphire Mountains to Skelcohoe. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, a large parcel of ground. There's several hundred twenties in there. Um, right, right. We run it as a cattle operation. We've turned down offers from National Geographic to do a full uh, round season, like 
they did on some of the other ranches in Montana. We just didn't want to be hassled with it because we do ever take it from start to finish. But the point is, is we um, are working on a, a hundred-year plan of how we cannot mess up the valley, the right. land, the water, the wildlife. And so far, we've done a good job with Arrow Hill 1, Arrow Hill 2. Yep. The Stock Farm Club is a 2,600-acre parcel, very well done, brings in a significant amount of taxation for Corvallis and Hamilton. Huge. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a big deal. And quite frankly, even the people there are about 3% of my automobile business. Yeah. And I'm sure even in for exit that it's probably 2 to 3% of some of your business well, in some we, respects. We've, we've had a good relationship with a lot of folks up there, yeah. obviously. And Max has a great relationship. You mentioned Todd Lindsay, who's a, yeah. a member up there. Um, They're givers. Uh, if you look at the Great yeah. Foundation, what they have done, I participate in it. Uh, a lot of people participate significantly, not to name any names, but sure. very significantly that helped the ski patrol, the, the kitchen or things in uh, the Stevensville, uh, the, the list, the scholarships that it's helped families with. Um, several million dollars has went in, and it's, a, it's been a win-win-win for this valley. I, I think so, without question, Absolutely. you know, and it, there's just, and there's no um, real impact on the services in terms of crime, right, and, and things of that nature, so, you know, it, it's, and, and really heavy duty into the conservation element of it. Let me get back a little bit about your entrepreneurial life. I can remember, I don't know how old you were, but you had a bunch of guys working for you, kids, you guys were kids. And you and what there was a building, and you had taken the bricks and you had them, had the guys clean up the bricks. What was <laughs> yeah. the story there? I used to walk not far from here, just down the street at the original CNM Motor Company. I'd walked this to as a freshman in high school. I noticed they're tearing down the old courthouse, and I got thinking, you know, this courthouse is. Look at all those bricks; they're valuable, you know. So I made a deal with. Uh, one of the supervisors there, and I can remember what I paid, and it was a, quite frankly, it was a horrible deal I made. <laughs> no, it was, and my, my father knew about it, and he let me do it. He said, these are cheap. I knew it was going on his head. He said, this is a cheap education. I paid them $4,000 for this building. They would have paid me 20 to have a place to put it. <laughs> so I ended up providing a place to put it and paying them $4,000, which, um, hey, you're, you're learning. I looked at it backwards. Uh, but in the long run, I came out. Uh, I paid a penny to uh, bonuses to clean bricks and two pennies, sometimes three pennies. Uh, we could clean them quite quickly through the rubbish. And uh, we sold them all over. And it actually got me through uh, the first year of college. <laughs> really? Yeah. But you did it. You were very young. How old were you? Do no, you I remember? Was a, I was a freshman in high school. Oh, you were a freshman. Yeah. So it would have been uh, 1974. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, we and uh, we're we we come from a family of workers. Absolutely. I mean, I thought about my father when he passed away. You know, uh, how many times did we float the river fishing? Zero. <laughs> uh, you know, we didn't sit around the uh, kitchen on Thanksgiving talking about, you know, nothing more than we had work to do in business. And uh, my dad, he it's five in the morning till nine at night, seven days a week. He was not very interested i mean i remember i loved to play golf and i still do sure so i'd go to a golf tournament in high school yeah i mean, just so so excited 
But he would come up, we have a couple truckloads of rock that we need to pick before we could go. <laughs> well, have you ever tried to play golf after you pick two, <laughs> two 12-yard <laughs> trucks of rock? You know, he didn't want a guy to be good at golf. <laughs> right. He's it, only interested in one thing, work. work. And he was never interested in excuses. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember my dad would say, you know, and I had a paper route, and, you know, I was writing checks to the Missoula, and I thought I was big time, and I was selling – night crawlers and raising red worms for the fishermen and and dad would say well you just you just keep at it and then he'd point out and you said like the mildenbergers you get you get right at it and stay at it put your nose to the grindstone if, if that isn't uh, but you know you kind of the harder you work the luckier you get but yeah. you have to work smart you know, oh we, yeah we uh we're in the casino businesses and that we did very poorly we kind of got knocked over uh, we started in Bullhead City, ended up in Carson City, uh, right? Uh, Orange Bee House, different things. And, but uh, we, my you know, I have an ashtray from that casino. Oh, do you? Yeah, still yeah. have it. Yeah, we uh, Motherload Hotel and Casino was another one. Yeah, and we, you learn a lot. Everything looks easy, but um, I traveled with my father and some pretty smart men all over this planet, right? In, in, in my time, and and um, you know, we had uh, we did about two percent of the country's lumber at one time with resource corp and I, I think back at buying all those sawmills there's 40 sawmills on the coast and i thought to myself uh i was personally not in on that deal it was during a time i was in the middle of uh, dissolution in our family of, of my uh for myself in the early 2000s and right. wasn't able to participate but it was very um very ballsy move and over time uh, my father figured out when to sell right. and when we're doing well. Yeah. And if we wouldn't have sold, we would have taken a significant beating. And that, um, and whether it be the hotels or motels or land or buildings or the vineyard in California, um, he had the ability and he was a great teacher and had a big personality. Right. Uh, with uh, And a good uh, judgment on partners. We have mostly partners are for dancing but he had a great ability to judge a partner and um, still the ones i have today i mean dave fisher you know he, he runs seven thousand apartments in the country now and, uh, was he the one that sp spoke predominantly at your at your dad's memorial that's out correct. At the he, was, farm? he was speaking yeah he, i loved that that was just hilarious he had yeah. some great stories yeah he loved my dad we met him Actually, um, we were doing the stock farm golf course layout originally, and we, and you know, we said, "Who do we know that knows something about golf?" So we brought in Dave. He's played more rounds of golf than anybody we knew, and and kind of did the original layout until ultimately um, through a, um, association with Charles Schwab, uh, we said, "You know what? We're going to build this golf course." And he goes, "Yeah, are you? I, I'd like to take a look." Well, we went from having something we were going to do to a different level and it kind of got out of control financially to where we had to lay the burden on to somebody that could handle it and and stand on chuck's wallet right <laughs> versus ours <laughs> but in the long run uh, yeah it, it it actually worked and uh, we maintained the majority of the property around it and we we knew long term um that it would be a winner wow and it, it ended up to be a sig significantly I have, there's 275 golfers there, and I'd say I have 200 very, very close friends there. Uh, we just finished the Bitter at Cup with 40 from all over the country. And right. To spend five days with 40 guys and have 
the best time you could have. And really influential people. Yeah. yeah. From every walk of life. We just went to Chicago to a tournament, Whistling Straits, and uh, uh, went up to Alaska fishing. Right. 20 of us together. Yeah. And where do you find those relationships if you didn't have the accessibility of something like that? So I, right. I praise the Lord every day that, that uh, some of these dreams came true on, on that. Well, you're, you're doing a terrific job in, in continuing that legacy. And I can tell you, your father was just phenomenal to me. You know, when my father died, he died at 63 um, and uh, left me with the business. And uh, your dad was just a terrific advocate. I was 25 years old. so, And he would always, he'd always ask me questions and and of course, I thought I knew something, and what I should have been doing is keep my mouth shut and listen to G- to him a hundred percent. He asked me. I still think about the oil deals. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know, ironic the oil deals you put us in on gas wells in Pennsylvania. Well, I still have them. Well, oh, do you now? And I looked at them, and we're not doing well. <laughs> well, I owe them uh, money every uh, month uh, on their depletion costs. Right. Sure. <laughs> well, I think you know Doug Heller. Um, was the, the first one we got into, uh, I think. And then, then the guys there uh, uh, kind of went around Doug. And, right. I, and, and um, Doug said, oh, my God. He said, I, I could have told them that that was going to be a bad deal. <laughs> well, we did more wells. We, we drilled in uh, Greeley, Colorado, did wells there in the Cabrera and uh, even the Wolf Formation. And that was another learning experience. Um, I've learned one thing about the oil and gas business. You're either in it or you're out of it just by um, the stock XOM, ExxonMobil, or ConocoPhillips. They seem to know, know what they're doing. Yeah. And they pay a dividend, so you right. don't have to think about it. That's right. But I had a lot of fun and, once again, learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, you, you'd never quit learning in this. When you think you kind of really know what oh, you're yeah. doing, right. that's when you really have something you, to learn. That, well, then something's going to happen if you think you know it all. That's right, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Brad, I think we could probably do another couple of hours, but oh, I boy. didn't. I only wanted to take you know twenty, thirty minutes today, and I'll bet you we've probably gone uh, into that realm, and in fact, we we have. <laughs> so, <laughs> as good a spot to to stop as any. I really appreciate you being oh, here. Thank you, the Cyphers uh, family, real estate appreciates you. Guys appreciate mean a lot you. to us. We've been buddies for a long time. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brad. Time. And uh, catch us on our next uh, podcast, and uh, we'll maybe chat with Brad uh, again on some of the details. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. That's, That's a wrap. Now, like you say, you could go forever. Yeah, I know. You could. I, I just love it. Well, you know. It-